This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. The other's shy and quiet. Could there be two different? to Pi Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV show, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And welcome everybody who joined us after the the last episode of Pi Beta Alpha appeared in the general feed. um, We're happy to have you aboard. Yeah, thanks for coming and joining our cool little sorority. (laughs) (laughs) You know that uh, we're we're very inclusive, unlike the... (laughs) Like oh, our namesake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're the cool PBA. <laughs> and remember, we will have jackets soon. <laughs> well, this week we're heading to Club X. Oh my god. <laughs> it's quite a club. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's definitely a club. <laughs> well, here is the blurb and inverted commas, aka oh, yes. The Wikipedia description. <laughs> Jessica takes drastic measures when she joins Bruce, Bruce Patman's Daredevil Club. Todd is making money hustling people at basketball, so much that he loses interest in Liz and Winston. <gasps> Both true, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Um, note, based on SVH Book 86, Jessica against Bruce, Kurt Rambus, that's how you spell his name, yeah. gets guest stars as himself, who returns Elizabeth's charity... That isn't an accurate description of what happens. Mm, there's some stuff sense. implied, I think. Yeah, it's like that she's working at this charity place and, so yeah. see, and now he's doing her a favour because she's volunteering. It was kind of the gist that I got from oh, it yeah, anyway. Yeah, no, that is, like, that's definitely <laughs> true. But the phrase returns her charity implies yeah. that he mm. was like the beneficiary of her. Oh, yeah, that's true, actually. She, she works for the, the Kurt Rambus GoFundMe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's fallen in hard times. I'd never heard of him before, so who knows? <laughs> Same. <laughs> Well, we begin with a car alarm going off. And who should emerge from Sweet Valley High but Crow Dome Cooper? He is mighty flustered looking, yes. <laughs> well, then a remote control bursts a bag over his car and covers it with what I really did think was shit. Oh, no. No, it's jelly. It's green jelly. <laughs> because I, mean, I thought it was like you know, manure. Like oh, it just God, had yeah. the look of, you know, the bit of Back to the Future where Biff's car Biff, yeah. gets covered in manure. Um, and I guess because when you're watching it on YouTube and I was watching this on my phone at my desk <laughs> while taking notes. Compress screen, it even further. <laughs> yeah. When, when Chrome Dome starts fiddling, like brushing it off with his hands, I was like, what is happening? What are you doing? Get a pair of gloves, man. <laughs> well, 
He says, who's responsible for this? And who should be there to give the answer? Oh, yes. Lila and Jess are uh, looking on delightedly in the background and in unison they go, Club X. <laughs> Lila's wearing her trademark beret. Oh, uh, looking smashing as always. She does look great. And uh, Jessica, for some reason, is wearing a baseball cap. Which she's... She's she's prone to a baseball cap though. That's that's kind of a, a recurring thing with her at this stage. I think. Oh, uh, that's true. Um, well, they're, yes, they're both behatted, <laughs> and uh, they strut off laughing away. And that's when Chrome Dome finds uh, the notes, and it says, "Wiggle your way out of this one, Chrome Dome." Sincerely, <laughs> Club X. Yeah, the neck of them. Is there some implication that he is wiggling or wiggling? It sort of sounds like it's, you know, why is this a jibe at him? Well, I thought the wiggle bit was to do with the fact that it was jelly that lands on the Uh, car. Oh, you're right. Maybe because my brain. Yeah, it just. (laughs) You just saw it and went, oh, big pile of shite. But no, it's it's definitely jelly. Because even in the background, people go jello as it's falling. I thought they were just going, no. No, (laughs) they were just saying what it was. So that was very helpful of them. Okay, that jive makes sense now. <laughs> and uh, inside the school, Jessica says the Club X are really awesome. And Lila can't believe Chrome Dome hasn't figured out who they are yet. And Jessica sees who she knows are the yes, the men behind the, the secret gang. <laughs> the instigators. I know, I, like, I don't know how Chrome Dome doesn't know this because literally one <laughs> look at that hallway would have made it very clear <laughs> when there's like a bunch of lads high-fiving each other and exchanging money and looking delighted with themselves. And it's like, <laughs> maybe it's these guys. <laughs> maybe. I don't, I don't know why. I just have a feeling about it. It's so hard to tell. <laughs> well, uh, Jessica approaches them and we see Manny is there, of course, the minion. And then there's the guy who was like, Bruce, or sorry, Manny and Winston's manager. Oh, Carl, yes. Yes, Carl. And then some randomer who've never seen before doesn't have a single word to say. Yeah, it's pretty much like the lads in this instance. It's Bruce, Manny and Carl and then like assorted background guys that nobody cares about. Mm. Um, I was worrying in case one of them would be referred to as uh, Ken Matthews. Not on my watch. Yeah. <laughs> I was worried for you. Thank you I for the concern. Would, I knew it would hit you hard. I would not have taken it well. <laughs> well, she said, Jessica says, nice job at the car. But Bruce denies all responsibility. And uh, Jessica isn't buying this for a second and asks how she can join up to Club <laughs> X. <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah as you say Bruce is like denying all knowledge but then of course as soon as she's like where do I sign up he's just like it's a guy thing Jess uh, they don't let in girls so oh actually yeah if he's saying they don't let in girls he's still pretending like he doesn't run the thing <laughs> yes exactly and Jessica is, uh, gives a very femphobic joke of course and uh, says that explains why you're not in it because <laughs> the worst yeah. thing you call him is a girl oh I mean uh, is there anything more embarrassing than being female yeah <laughs> <laughs> Not in Sweet Valley. I know. Well, we cut to the moon beach where we learn that Todd has ditched Winston to shoot hoops. Now, I don't know whether it was because I was watching everything on my phone. So I was, uh, you know, maybe not paying as much attention as usual. But initially, I I didn't think they made it clear that what Todd has become is some sort of basketball hustler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they keep just talking about how he's obsessed with playing one-on-one with people. But then they do mention, yeah, that there's there's money involved too. Um, yeah, because they do just say, what is it? Yeah, he's hidden out to play basketball. Yeah, because he comes into the Moon Beach and Liz 
and him apparently had plans but he's like oh this game is really important and he's like oh i'll talk to you later and just kind of heads off and then we find out that winston has also been kind of you know flaked on by uh yes. by todd so that he's really just kind of his head is just completely in these random one-on-one games he's playing with people but yeah he's winning money yes uh, which is which why he's so into it he's uh he's become a sort of street sports player <laughs> i guess <laughs> so yeah he ditches liz and winston who and they and they bond um because it turns out winston had promised todd to lift but of course he's bailed and it turns out that todd has been avoiding liz recently because of this uh shoot hoop hoop shooting obsession <laughs> And Winston is like, oh, yeah, he wins a few games and he no longer wants to be my chauffeur. What's the world coming to? <laughs> I mean, I I just think that Todd Winston is so obviously too good for Todd that Todd, Winston should just find some better friends. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yes. Like Winston continues to be the top tier Sweet Valley in, yes. in this universe. <laughs> he's charming. He's funny. He's just got it all. He does, you're like self-deprecating. He's got, yeah, he's great. Exactly. Well, uh, Liz uh, offers him a lift and they, they're sort of, it's the two of them against Selfish Todd. True. It's almost like t- Winston is his boyfriend and Liz is his girlfriend and they're in a polyamorous relationship <laughs> and he's letting them both down. <laughs> that is kind of what it's like. And it yes, is he is bit, letting yeah. them down. Yeah. God damn it, Todd. <laughs> Well, the next day, Lila has more news about Club X. It turns out they released the biology frogs into the swimming pool, which is very cruel to the frogs. Well, also having a whole load of frogs is also cruel. I mean, there was never going to be a good ending for these frogs, let's face it, (laughs) if they were part of biology class, because, yeah, that was was just never going to end happily. Yeah, because at first I was like, oh, they got into the swimming pool. Sure, they'd love that. But I kind of forgot. Oh, yeah, chlorine, probably not great for frogs. (laughs) I think there's a reason people don't keep frogs in swimming pools. Yeah, fair. <laughs> well, Liz is appalled, but Jess is delighted by this daredevil escapade, and she reiterates her desire to join Club X. And Liz just doesn't get why you would do it. And Jess is all like, "Oh, it's you know, it's exciting, something you wouldn't understand." Yeah. <laughs> just random burn on Liz, love it. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Well. Jessica then finds a letter in her locker and what could be on it? Oh my God. So this is funny because we see a close up of it and we saw on uh, Chrome Dome Cooper's uh, car that time he did like fish out a letter as well and it's an envelope with a wax seal on it. (laughs) So I love that. So fancy. It's so fancy and so unnecessary. But when they show the wax seal on the one that Jess has found in her locker, it looks like it's already been broken. So it was like they they, had cracked. It was cracked. Yeah. So it's like they had one shot at getting this and (laughs) they forgot to do the close up until after it had been opened. But your look, the effect is still good. It's still fancy and mysterious looking. Um, Yeah. So she opens it up. Uh, Oh, no, she is. She doesn't open it up because Lila's like, well, aren't you going to open it? But uh, Jess is like, what, with you around? She's like, everybody in school would know what it says in about five minutes. Uh, So Lila takes offense to this. She's like, Jessica, I'm your best friend. I would never reveal your secrets. She's like, oh, yeah. um, I mean, I never told anyone about the time Jay Robertson stood you up, did I? (laughs) And everybody in the corridor literally stops in their tracks to go off like, what? Very funny. Yeah, actual background gasps. And it's kind of gas, but like it's it's ridiculous. But it's also funny because like everyone's obsessed with the Wakefields here too. Like This is just what their lives are like. Everyone is just orbiting around them. All their lives. <laughs> Imagine being sh- like your life being so devoid of personal interest that 
you're you literally audibly gasp when you hear somebody <laughs> stood up Jessica Wakefield like that is a sorry state of affairs you'd want to take a good hard look at yourself but I suppose they're all just delighted to uh to know that not everything's always perfect for Jess and that she doesn't always get her way that must be kind of a relief oh to know. that's true maybe it's just massive shout and void it in which case gasp away sweet valiants I'm that's on your it. side yeah I'm with them <laughs> well Lila runs off to her weekly shiatsu session and sadly that's it for her in this episode oh a queen but what, a, what an appearance <laughs> she did make every moment count she did and she was also in her uh, her red circus master uh ringmaster <laughs> jacket again <laughs> which we really enjoyed the last yeah. time around yeah it's a great look she's wearing um, several of her classic looks in, in this episode she gets the mm. beret and the little sort of pinny yeah. lo- dress or the or was, skirt with braces whatever you want to call it packing them all in with her limited screen time getting the most out of it mm. good on you Lila mm. Well, when Lila goes, Jessica looks at the invitation and it says that she has to come to the warehouse at Millpoint, wherever that is, if you're man enough. <laughs> so Liz warns her off, but Jessica can't wait to do something bad and says that <laughs> Sweet Valley will never be the same. <laughs> I mean, it absolutely will. Next I mean, week. yeah, it's, it's some big talk, but like, no, Jessica, it's, it's really not that deep. <laughs> Well, we cushed the scary warehouse <laughs> where Jessica enters in a white tea and stonewashed denims. Nice. To find the, quite a, an elaborate sort of setup. There are so many candles. So many. How long did it take them to arrange all this? <laughs> Just imagine them all faffing around with candles and lighting them all <laughs> individually. <laughs> Getting it all perfect. Just the right amount of spooky. <laughs> mm, sort of a nice ambiance. It's lovely. <laughs> well, a caped figure says, Who goes there? You have trespassed into the domain of Club X. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. I loved this. Describe it's... the site that then uh, is revealed. Oh my God. Well, picture it. It's like, it's like a crap version of like a scene from Buffy because we've got like spooky warehouse, loads of candles on the go, mm. robed figures emerge from the darkness. <laughs> um, so they've got, yeah, these like silk robes and they're, they're wearing president masks. Like in Point Break. I literally wrote down all right, Point Break. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid <laughs> I mean I guess Point Break had only had come out not that long before so I went there yeah Point Break was, yeah Point Break was 91 and mm, I think we're about 94 here we are so 94 like it's, yeah it's, it's doing the rounds on video probably like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's big um, fast but just fantastic I just loved this so much but yeah Jessica's like oh I'm so scared and just walks up and whips off the mask off of obviously Bruce but <laughs> it was Bruce in the Nixon mask and I was just like of course <laughs> Of course it was. <laughs> it had to be. <laughs> oh, I did just think you're no Patrick Swayze, Bruce. Very true. <laughs> well, uh, Jessica asks Bruce, where do they start? Bruce says she has to prove herself. <gasps> yes, first. initiation comes first. Mm-hmm. So we cut to the next day where Bruce very accurately you know, in relation to the books, is wearing a pair of tiny shorts. The little white shorts. Love it. <laughs> well, he tells Jessica that her her challenge, her initiation challenge is she has to steal a car. 
Jessica wearing a lavender skinny rib tee and a mm. skin tight pinafore dress puts her arm around him and says that Club X is about to get its first female member. But what is she doing with her other arm? Oh, this crafty bitch you love to see. She takes she takes his keys right out of the pocket of his, his shell suit tracksuit top. <laughs> I mean, he's really, he's, he's cutting quite a figure in this outfit. It's quite the ensemble. Yes, it's like a, a blue and black Reebok uh, tracksuit top. It's phenomenal. <laughs> But yeah, she whips the keys uh, unbeknownst to him out of yes. his pocket because uh, she is on the ball. It's great. Yeah. So he says he'll believe that. You know, she said he's good, she's going to be the first female member. And he's like, I'll believe that when I see you drive away. <laughs> and as she struts over to, uh, well, we won't say which car. To keep you in suspense. Um, Manny says, this is illegal. We could really get into trouble. But Bruce says, she could really get into trouble. And they scatter as Chrome Dome approaches. But then Bruce freezes as he realises what Jessica's doing. Yeah, she's obviously hops right into one Bruce one and yes. makes absolute shite of the clutch, by the way. When she oh my God, the noises up. that come out of it. <laughs> The screech out of was like, oh God, good luck to your gearbox, Bruce. <laughs> um, yeah, and he does actually yell at her. He's like, what? That's a new clutch. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and she peels away in one Bruce one in a blaze of glory. <laughs> and Manny says they found someone sneakier than Bruce. Yeah, they're a good really? match in fairness. <laughs> well, we cut to, I mean, I guess this is also in the spirit of the books where we know they are very, very lazy when it comes to coming up with names for <laughs> shops and institutions. It's the Sweet Valley Charity Centre. Mm, nice and vague. Also, What's the like charity? The, oh, look, even the signs are temporary. Like those have oh just been like God. blue tacked up on a pair. This is a front <laughs> for something. That's money laundering. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Liz is waiting outside as this extremely tall chap um, comes out of the building and a kid asks for his autograph and it turns out he is uh, Kurt... What is it? Because I've spelled it wrong. He's Kurt Rambus from the Lakers. Yes, it's Rambus. I initially said Travis and then I went Rambus. (laughs) It's like, what is his name? Kurt Dodecahedron. (laughs) (laughs) Kurt Parallelogram. (laughs) Well, Kurt Parallelogram approaches Liz and says he thought that she left an hour ago. And it turns out she did leave an hour ago, but she's been waiting ever since for stupid fucking Todd. Oh, stupid Todd. Yeah, he hasn't shown up. So she's just been sitting there in her nice little dress, just waiting for ages. Yeah, she's wearing a brown pinny over a white tee and brown Mary Janes. Very authentic early 90s girl. Yeah, it's a good look. And uh, kindly Kurt Rumbus <laughs> offers her <laughs> lift. He does. He's so giant. Like, I know he's a basketball player, but he's so giant. Oh my God, he must be over seven foot tall. Like, he's, he's like he's a giant. He's a and I know his his look, and I, I I did look him up afterwards. And even on the court, he would wear these glasses. Uh, oh really? Just looks, oh yeah, yeah. That was kind of his trademark, like, like a, a moustache and his glasses. And he was like the kind of blue collar hero for uh, for basketball at the time in the eighties. And uh, he just looks like a giant dad. It's like someone he took does. a dad and just like scaled him right up. <laughs> this is exactly it. Yeah. Well, he's clearly a nice fellow, and he he offers yes. Liz lift. We cut to the moon beach where Winston tells Todd that he must have made enough money for the rafting trip he's planning with Liz by now, uh, which is like the only detail we get that Todd's hoop playing is making money. That's like, true, actually. Yeah, We're never told, OK, he, he basically says, I give me five dollars if I beat you or if you. Yeah, that's it. Basically, it's like he plays them. It's almost like he's betting on himself. 
exactly yeah but he's uh yeah he's really cocky as well Todd here oh like my God, he's, he's Winston comes in uh Todd's just like oh I'm just getting a drink before my next victory um Ugh. but uh when Winston's like yeah surely you have enough now for this like trip you want to surprise Liz with and he's like yeah but now I want more things and he yeah. lists out that he wants uh, a new car stereo and some CDs new high tops <laughs> <laughs> he's like why would I stop now I never lose <laughs> He's so arrogant and obnoxious. Mm. And uh, Winston says, well, the reason he could stop is because he's developed an ego the size of Alaska. And Todd is super dismissive and rude then. He's He's very rude. He doesn't take that sort of jesting remark in good spirits. No, definitely not. And like Liz comes in then as well. And he's just like, oh, hey. But she's like, "Uh, what the fuck? Don't you have something to say to me? Uh, And he is completely blanked on picking her up. So when she's just like, yeah, okay, grand, whatever. He's like, oh, you know, it won't happen again. But he's not properly apologetic at all. So she's just like, yeah, whatever. You know, I've heard that before. And uh, her and Winston are just kind of like, you know, what's what's going on with you, Todd? You've been blowing us off all week. Um, and again, Todd's kind of hostile. And he's like, well, you know, if you have such a problem with the way that I am, maybe you should just leave me alone. And he kind of just storms off. He's so obnoxious about it. Mm, like, very much he's so. just, uh, he's, he acts like they've slighted him. Yeah, less. true. So Winston, uh, they're both, Winston and Liz are both uh, perturbed by all this. And Winston says he's like a whole new person. And jo- sort of semi-jokingly says he needs professional help. And Liz someone yeah. in mind mm, gives her an idea mm. we cut to Club X headquarters <laughs> where Bruce reluctantly acknowledges that Jessica has passed her initiation test she's she's getting her robe and her mask up, <laughs> up unde- undetermined president was I'm what I'd written down. we didn't get to see who she was I paused it and you can kind of see like a chin and like I'm thinking it's Reagan, but oh I'm not God. sure enough to commit to that. <laughs> we might have to throw up a screenshot and be like, help us, please. Yes. <laughs> Identify the president face. <laughs> By the plastic rubbery mask. The plastic chin flopping around on her, <laughs> on her lap. We sadly would never get to see her wearing this ensemble. No, unfortunately, a missed opportunity. <laughs> but then what we do see is what Bruce literally unveils. <laughs> what could it be? It's the Wheel of Misfortune. Can you describe it, please? Oh my God, it's so elaborate. It's literally like a big, like a winning streak wheel or like, yeah. I guess like a Wheel of Fortune wheel. I'm, I'm not 100% sure what that looks like, but yeah, it's oh, a big yeah, colourful, a big colourful wheel that you spin. Um, each club member, like their name is on it, so it'll land on somebody. I just wrote down, this show just loves a wheel slash giant clock prop. <gasps> I was thinking the same thing because it is quite like the sushi clock. It's Isn't cool, it? though. Not quite. It's got its own charm to it, though. True, it's very true. colourful. Mm-hmm. And all their names are written out in marker and stuck onto it. I just love the idea of Club X having like a little arts and crafts evening. Yeah, and because even their notes are written in like different color pen and stuff at different points and it's like oh they're really just a little arts and crafts club that got out of control it does have very you know craft club vibes the whole appearance it's so colorful like it's not a bit threatening looking um because the whole idea with this wheel as bruce explains is that they decide on what their next like prank or stunt Mm -hmm. is going to be they spin the wheel and that's the person who has to carry it out yeah so that's the the vibe of the wheel it's so good and whoever (laughs) fails their challenge must be punished but we never find out what the punishment might be Mm, that's true the best well 
they decide that the challenge is going to be to put soap in the new school fountain, which is also going to be unveiled in the coming days. A lot of unveiling in this one. <laughs> and somehow this will make Chrome Dome look like a prize fool uh-huh. when, he, when he unveils it. To him. So it's Jessica's turn to spin the wheel because it's her first night. But whose name should come up? Well, it lands on Jessica. It does. And she's delighted. Oh, she's happy out. Another chance to prove herself. Hmm. So we cut, I guess it's the the next day, to Hmm. the aforementioned fountain, which um, is again a nice little money-saving thing because they clearly didn't have the budget to make a fountain. So they just put a sheet over a shape. (laughs) An undetermined shape, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Jessica is wearing... I mean, can you describe, as our residence outfit describer, <laughs> she's not inconspicuous, let's put it that way. I mean, yeah, I suppose she's trying to look like a janitor because she has one of those kind of carts with all the like cleaning supplies mm. with her as well. But she's wearing this kind of like beige jumpsuit, kind of like a flight suit, kind of like a boiler suit. It, it actually looks quite nice, but then she's got like yes. a safari hat or something. Yes, <laughs> she almost looks like she's going on a safari in the early like yes in the, a, an, in the 20s or something he's an old-timey explorer is more like what she's she's dressed like um yes yeah but this is her her disguise because uh her handy boiler suit has all zippy pockets on the legs so she pulls a, a big thing of dish soap out of uh out of her pocket oh and God. squeezes it all into the fountain very devious work here yes <laughs> this apparently takes her like 25 years because oh it's so long <laughs> Like the fountain on College Green gets filled with soap, like, well, usually when college is in normal times, mm, by true, the time true. college has started, it's, it's been happened, you know, at least once or twice by the time college has started. They can do it quickly. like yeah, It doesn't, You do, basically, you just put a one square shade and go. You don't, Done. I don't know yeah. whether, what she's doing for the rest of the time, because <laughs> we then cut uh, it to the interior of the school where Chrome Dome is practicing his speech for the big fountain unveiling. And Bruce... <laughs> Wearing another pair of shorts. He's mad for the shorts in this one. <laughs> well, he says that the maintenance woman is doing great work on the fountain. And Crab Dumb's like, I got a minute. We don't have a maintenance woman. Woman? And- doing maintenance? <laughs> Absolutely not. Not <laughs> on my watch. Well, Jess Crumdown woods outside. We're just still there. Like, what is she doing? doing? <laughs> But yeah, she has to leg it, obviously, when he appears and starts shouting at her. So yeah. she she legs it across the lawn, turns on the sprinklers uh, as she goes, which is quite clever, actually. Mm. Uh, but she's then uh, chased Chrome into... Gets soaked. He does, yes. So she's she's kind of running down the hallway in school, leaves like a big soap trail behind her to, to make him slip mm. um, and kind of dodges off around the corner to ditch her outfit. Into but, a bin. Um, she just throws the whole safari suit into a bin. No, yeah, it's such a waste. Yeah. She struts out around the corner and another, she's wearing tiny shorts too. And an Argyle woolen waistcoat. Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting choice. It is. Very, I mean, what sort of weather is she dressing for? I really, all of it, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Throw on a raincoat and she's good to go. <laughs> good point. Well, uh, she's like, oh, you know, what's happening, Mr. Cooper? And uh, Chrome Dome's no fool. No, oh. and he's always, he also slipped and fell, actually, as he was running in. On, um, this, on the uh, washing-up liquid that she squirted all over the, the place. The soapy trail. And it's a very dramatic fall where you see, like, his feet skidding, like, 
wild coyote or something and then yes. he falls on his back and like that man has definitely fucked up his back by oh falling my like god this. how did he even stand up after this <laughs> like you need to be helped up but yeah he um he kind of comes around the corner to see jessica kind of strutting along just in her normal clothes and she's like oh hey what happened to you mr cooper playing it cool and she almost gets away with it but uh, uh she, she 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 makes her first mistake when she says i'm off to the library <laughs> And he's, like, and we, we, he's like library <laughs> no way and he kind of turns <laughs> and looks at her kind of funny and then realizes that uh, her shoes are all squishy and full of soapy water so she's kind of ratted herself out there with her library talk <laughs> yes so she is uh she's off to the big house or rather detention yeah she's busted we go to the charity center non-determined charity (laughs) and Liz and Winston approach approach Kurt Rambus Uh, of course Winston is a huge fan and Liz tells him uh, tells Kurt Rambus that they need his help and he says that you know after all she's done for the charity non-specific charity (laughs) no problem (laughs) she can ask him whatever she wants yeah we cut to Club X HQ again, where Jessica curses the wheel. She's there on her own for some reason. Yeah, I guess like she's, she's there gone... early. She's there. I suppose. Yeah, I wasn't sure was she just there to sulk, but yeah, it seems like she's actually just there a bit because all the kind of cutting back and forth threw me off a little bit as to is this then the following day oh or? Oh my god, what time is it? Who knows? The timelines make no sense really here, but yeah, she's there on her own and uh, giving out to the wheel, saying this is all your fault. Yes. So she gives it a whirl and it lands on her name and she sort of jokes about like rubbing it in. Mm. So she does gives it another whirl and it lands on her name again. And even Very Jessica knows probability which mm. does not suggest this would be the case. Yeah. So what should she do? She has a little poke around and discovers <gasps> there's a magnet under her little nicely cut out piece of coloured card <laughs> with her name printed on it so nicely. <laughs> so nicely. <laughs> So nice, nice and tidy. Nice penmanship, whoever did those Lovely. labels. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Bruce is cheating. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, he's been rigging the wheel of misfortune to make sure it always lands on Jessica. Um, but he'll get his comeuppance, listeners. <laughs> we cut to the moon beach where Todd is getting more money off of off some randomer. Yeah, um, literally, I had to throw down Todd getting wads of cash off some guy <laughs> at the diner. <laughs> How much is he like? What are the stakes in these I these games? Yeah. <laughs> well, no wonder he's spending. He's got enough to buy so many high tops and CDs. <laughs> that car stereo is his in no length. Well, Winston approaches and calls him the Great God Wilkins and asks <laughs> what the air is like up on Olympus. <laughs> so he challenges Todd to a game, and Todd is such a dick. He's such a dick, yeah. Um, he's just really rude and obnoxious about it. He's like, oh. oh, you must be kidding. But like, you know, Winston, as usual, takes it all in his stride. And he's like, what do you mean kidding? He's like, Todd, when I'm through with you, there'll be nothing left but a sweaty headband. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting away with words. <laughs> he does. Todd literally laughs in his face like the dickhead he is. Mm. Uh, but eventually he gives in. He does. Yeah, Liz kind of goads him by saying, oh, you know, I suppose you don't want to lose your winning streak. Like, why would you want to mm. play Winston? So he's like, all right, fine, let's do it then. Well, uh, Winston says that if he wins, Todd has to give him all his winning so far, plus 50 bucks, just mm-hmm. to make it hurt. <laughs> and Todd is like, I'll see you tomorrow. Bring your piggy bank. 
and uh, when he leaves, he, oh yeah, he storms off again, just like the yeah. charmless boor he is. Oh, true. And Winston's being very kind of cross with him and like throws the basketball at him kind of aggressively and Todd's like, whatever, and leaves. But as soon as he does, then Winston kind of cracks up with Liz because it's like, oh, this is great. We'll get him. <laughs> and rightly so. It's very cute. Well, we're back at the warehouse. So this is why I guess we know that Liz or Jess was just there a little bit early because um, she's putting the magnet behind Bruce's name just as the others arrive. Uh And uh, Bruce said he thought she might be, you know, licking her wounds after her humiliating capture by Chrome Dome. But he's like, she's like, oh, well, you know, I've got detention already. Nothing to lose, man. (laughs) And uh, Bruce says that the chat, what the next challenge will be, and it's quite tame to be perfectly honest. Yeah, that's true. So there's a football game at Municipal Stadium the following day. So he reckons they should spice up halftime uh, by one of them running across the field in a ski mask with a Club X Rules banner. Mm. Um, and I really thought when he was going to say ski mask, I thought he was going to say, and nothing else to make it like really <laughs> daring. I was like, maybe that's not appropriate for a children's show. <laughs> so fine, I guess that's how it has to be. <laughs> well, Jessica doesn't think it's enough, but for a different reason. She thinks <laughs> that they should, whoever does the job, should skydive in to the sta- to the banner or to the stadium with the like, banner. I think the ante is one thing, but this is this is logistics and so yes. much more involved, <laughs> like a safety course, you'd imagine. Well, uh, also the fact that, like, how accurate would the skydiving have to be in order to get you? into a relatively small green space in a built-up area (laughs) like the odds of them just whacking off the roof of the of the the seats is quite high very true yeah well um jessica's like you know well we could do that unless you're not up to it and of course that (laughs) challenges bruce's honor so he agrees manny is reluctant but not because of the obvious reason which is how the fuck would they organize it like (laughs) so much admin to that (laughs) no it's like happening in the next day or something like it's how are they going to organize this but anyway uh jessica uh doesn't i mean he doesn't bring that up the actual like practical aspects of it Mm. so uh yeah they they all give it their um their approval that's true but also i've just remembered isn't there skydiving in point break as well am i imagining (gasps) that isn't there (laughs) that's why that's why they made it like that something was on a point break buzz when they were writing this episode like 100 (laughs) that is wow that that's what it is yeah it is a, a very kind of shit point break (laughs) (laughs) well savaged oh my god it literally just occurred to me there (laughs) (laughs) it's not just the president masks it's also skydiving I didn't even think of it at all well I guess it is really hot this week listeners I think even by international standards it's pretty hot true yeah and uh, maybe our brains are melting we're losing our powers of observation I think that's definitely happened. <laughs> well, uh, we're, and we're also right that this is, um, however hazy our minds might be, we are not wrong in saying that this is a very unrealistic thing to organise in a very small space of time. Like literally hours to go and they're like, yeah, let's have someone skydive on the pitch. Okay. 
Well, Jessica tells Bruce to spin the Wheel of Misfortune and he says it would be his pleasure. And he actually says, he turns away and says like, oh, Jessica, looks like it's you again or something like that. But then the others gasp. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, looks like it's you, Bruce. Like he's so confident turning around, not even looking at the wheel and just being like, mm, time to take a dive, Jess. And it's like, uh, you better have a look there, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Hoist by our own petard. That's what he gets. Back in the park where it's daylight. Yeah, well, I guess the, I was going to say, how is it daylight? But I realized that the uh, warehouse doesn't have any windows. So, no, it was pitch dark oh, in there. That is true, actually. It's quite sunny in the in the basketball yeah. course. Again, it's like these two storylines are just happening at, on different days at different times because none of it knits together like at all. <laughs> well, Winston and Liz are looking on in worry as Todd, you know, shoots basket after basket because he's Wizard Wilkins, don't you know? And <laughs> their secret weapon hasn't turned up yet. So they're, mm. they're starting to panic a bit. Yeah, Winston's kind of playing for time. He's kind of tying his shoes really slowly. And then Todd's like, you tied that one already, Winston. What's going on? <laughs> but he's just like, oh, kind of faffing around and trying to, to stall. Yeah. Until uh, until Kurt shows up, we cut to the to the moon beach where Bruce. Can <laughs> <laughs> you describe what Bruce is wearing? Well, it's like I guess the kind of like flight suit that you would yeah. wear when skydiving, but he has it like very casually, just like tied at the waist with like the <laughs> arms kind of tied. Um, he's looking very cool, very pleased with himself. High five and all the lads. He is extremely chill about this super quickly organized <laughs> skydive. <laughs> He's, and he's uh yeah he's thanking jessica saying this is a great idea i'm gonna be amazing at this yes he says when he pulls it off the name bruce patman will be as legend <laughs> he is really feeling himself so yeah then he goes to my plane <laughs> that day too. It's like wait has he just organized this himself because he's so rich it's his plane that he's jumping out of. i only thought this but then what happens next uh yeah. suggests this is not the case that's not it yeah um, because Jess, in her amazing Adidas long-sleeved crop top, very of its time. Very. She looks sensational in it as well. Like, it looks so good. Yes. she can. Pull, she's pulling that up at all. She really is, yeah. She says she'll catch up with them in a, in a minute. She just wants to uh, sort something out. And um, when, then, who should she ring? Well, she rings Coyote Skydiving. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she calls them up from the diner payphone and uh, says that she's uh, she just wants to double check because there's a, a change in the drop coordinates for yeah. um, for today's skydive. Yes. Yeah, you're not going to be doing it into a stadium in the middle of town. You're going to be doing it in another extremely built up area. It's totally fine. Very responsible skydiving company. That's a lot. Oh, massively. <laughs> My husband did do a charity jump for uh, a charity parachute jump. Um which he wrote about in his book, Okay, Let's Do Your Stupid Idea, uh, listeners, if I might give a plug to my house. <laughs> you might as well. It's a really good book. So yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for enabling me. Yeah. Well, yeah, this was like back in the 90s. Oh, it was around the same time this was made, actually. Um, he just watched Point Break and he was like, I'm doing that. <laughs> it's time to get my Swayze on. <laughs> he genuinely does not know why he did it now. It just seems so out of character for him. And, he thinks, and now I'm thinking maybe it was the subconscious uh, Swayze and Keanu. Um. Point Break had such an influence on everybody in the early 90s, it seems. We were all just walking around with Point Break buzzing away in the background. <laughs> What a glorious way to live. Uh, but yeah, you had to spend a whole day training like before they let you go anywhere near a feckin' blade. And I mean, also, yeah, it was in the hope. middle of the Irish countryside. So they weren't like being dropped on a town. 
very fair. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, yeah, off he's Bruce is off um, to completely untrained jump out of an aeroplane. Yeah. And we cut to the park where it's finally Winston can't hold off any longer. And of course, uh, as soon as he he starts playing ball, Todd trounces him. Oh yeah, like Todd is so cocky. He's like, here, I'll give you a free shot um, because he's doing so badly. So Winston Ugh. kind of tries to go for the shot and like on purpose, like goes over on his ankle and he's like, oh no, my ankle. Um, so Liz is like, oh no, he should get a replacement because Todd straight away is like, all right, pay up. This is done. So, yeah. um, but Liz is like, no, no, that's not fair. Yeah, he should get a replacement. And Todd is like, okay, grand, whatever. I'll play anyone. He kind of like turns around to the park and he's like, you know, pick anybody. I'll beat all these guys because <laughs> he's so obnoxious. He really is. And uh, who should Winston pick? <laughs> As I wrote down, enter giant dad. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Carambas strolls in in his T-shirt that for some reason says, how bad do you want it? <laughs> quite a look. It is quite the look. <laughs> well, Todd is awestruck for a split second and then is such a cocky little shite. He is such a little bollocks in this. Oh my God. Because presumably if he's so into basketball and has previously been watching Lakers games in this show, mm. you'd imagine he'd be so awestruck by seeing Kurt Rambis. But no, straight away, he's just a little fucker. And he's just like, yeah, well, you've got height, but I've got speed and youth and agility. <laughs> and it's like, like trash talking. This, like professional basketball player. Who <laughs> we have been told is a, uh, is a, is it like an, a, an international, or not an international, but like a national champion. Yes, indeed. He's very successful at what he does. There is uh, you, Todd Wilkins, who are literally playing for pennies. <laughs> should, should not be uh, should not be mocking his skills. No. Well, uh, Kurt is much more patient than I would be with Todd, and uh, I guess that which is easy to do if you're so much better at basketball than him, which he is. True. I also wrote down he's also eleven feet tall. I just blocks everything with ease. Well. We uh, that that height is reflected in what we hear next because it's time for a montage. So happy! <laughs> no, it's it's probably the the weakest montage so far. Yeah, that's true. But at this stage, I was getting worried we weren't going to get one, so I was true. just so happy that it happened at all. <laughs> I was fine with it. <laughs> well, we get a sort of a pound shop Natalie Merchant to sings, uh, "You're going to have to reach if you're going to compete with me." So I guess that's a reference to his height. And then hit me with your best shot. <laughs> I know I wrote down song. Hit me with your best shot, but not hit me with your best shot. The song because <laughs> no, no. they can't afford that. No, but it is literally those words. It genuinely is, that's the course. So yeah, there's a lot of slam dunks. Like Kurt is just like popping it in every five seconds. Oh, and... with extreme ease. Yeah, the whole montage is just him absolutely scoring slam dunks like every second. Yeah. And every time Todd makes even an attempt, he's just like slapping the ball out of the way because he's a giant. <laughs> well, he obviously he wins and he gives Todd encouragement, which I guess he has to because he's an adult and Todd is a teenager. <laughs> but I like to think he just go, let that be a lesson to you, Todd. <laughs> You little fucker. <laughs> no, he's much more gracious than either of us would have been. <laughs> yes, oh, much more. And he reminds Todd that this is just a game and, you know, he has to, he should really remember what's really important. Yeah. And not leave your girlfriend sitting outside in the sun for an hour. Yeah, rude. You forgot, and then not apologising. You just forgot <laughs> to give them the lift home. I know, fuck's sake. Winston demands his payment and Todd asks if they had to completely humiliate him and they're like, yes. Yes. <laughs> I love that. 
<laughs> so yeah, Tata asks if he was really that bad. And they're like, again, yes. <laughs> also, yes. <laughs> uh, but Todd's learned his lesson. <laughs> he realizes he almost lost his two best friends. I mean, they're... Winston's definitely too good for you. And actually, so's Liz. True, yeah. And... Uh, they uh, Liz is like, oh, we don't care about the money, and it's gonna, you know, Todd's gonna take the money back, and Winston holds on to it just a little bit too long, <laughs> just a little bit, just can't quite hand it over. Like Liz, I think has to give him a dig to actually hand it over, and he's like, yeah, can I just get one more look at that fifty? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I think, in fairness, he should have been able to keep at least the fifty. Yeah, that was fair. <laughs> he, they taught Todd a lesson, and he uh, beat him. Fair yeah. enough. Fair and square in a way. In a way. Where Todd sure. said you could have a substitute. So. Well, look, he complied to that part of it. So yeah, this is on him. He should keep that 50 for sure. <laughs> well, Todd showing some sort of nobility says they should give the money to a worthy cause. And Liz asks why he needed it. Todd reveals the truth. <gasps> yeah, he explains that it was for, uh, he wanted to take her whitewater rafting uh, as a surprise. So he's like, oh, I'll just make more money. And she's like, Todd. And he's like, at a part time job. <laughs> so it's I, won't all be fine. A, I won't be a hustler on the streets anymore. <laughs> I've seen the error of my ways. Also, there's a great bit when, uh, just as Winston is heading off, when he's um, talking about the money, he kind of walks off with the basketball and he's like, off screen, off to somebody off screen. He's like, hey, you on the crutches, a buck a point. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather watch Winston be a sports hustler. True. <laughs> That's your episode. Winston trying to con people on crutches out of their money. I mean, when you put it like that, it makes him sound a bit... He's an anti-hero. <laughs> <laughs> the Winston Diaries. The Wilderness Years. Sorry, when they said... When, when uh, um, Todd said he was going to take Liz Whitewater rafting, I couldn't tell, but... Uh, think of Dublin's brief um, well recent uh, there was the briefly the danger that the council were going to give a company millions and millions of euros to make a white incredibly expensive whitewater rafting centre in a fairly deprived area of the north inner city um, where none of the locals would be able to use it and also most of the locals of the entire city would have no interest in using it when we I don't have any of... public outdoor swimming pools oh, in the entire stop, like, country, as far as I can talk, tell. Talk about things that nobody fucking asked for. Like, <laughs> Oh my God. And of course, the head of the, the uh, planning um, commission is a keen whitewater rafter. Oh, funny that, isn't it? Strangely <laughs> enough. So sadly, neither of us will be going whitewater rafting soon. <laughs> In Not our, in Dublin City Centre anyway. No, thank fuck. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, I guess that Todd will will somehow get a job. But maybe, maybe he can head out to the charity centre, find out what charity it, it actually serves. There you go, yeah. <laughs> Some good will come of all this. Well, uh, Todd and Liz kiss, and that's pretty much it for this episode with them. Yeah. And uh, good riddance. <laughs> so we cut to the stadium, or rather... Just a wall, which they are basically, you know, that could be a stadium. It could be a oh, yeah. It, it's a, very it could like be a swimming pool. It could, it be, could be anything. Anything. It's got like a concession stand in the background with like a sign up for snacks and drinks. So it's like it's the illusion or like impression or like vague attempt at yes, this could definitely be a stadium. <laughs> Look, I, there's people walking around in the background. It's good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're waiting for Bruce, but there's no sign. And Jessica. Uh, 
says uh, he, she knew he'd chicken out. And the others are all like, oh, what a wimp. <laughs> but then we cut to quite a spectacle. It really is. And, you know, <laughs> sometimes they, they go for it with the budget and you have to appreciate it when they do because, uh, well, someone jumps out of the plane. <laughs> but we do see Bruce yelling, Geronimo, <laughs> when he jumps and uh, is pure delighted with himself sailing out with his big parachute and uh, declaring, I'll make the papers, the six o'clock news, and like laughs maniacally for a minute and goes, a movie of the week. <laughs> and then says, uh, where's the stadium? <laughs> Which you would have thought he would notice that before now that he is literally flying over open countryside. And then apparently he's not landing in open countryside. So there's, <laughs> it's, uh, there's, there's quite a few contradictions in this scene, but uh, I don't really care because he cries, Wakefield! <laughs> it's fantastic. Like if he had a free hand, he'd be shaking that fist for sure. He would. <laughs> and let me see, Chrome Dome, coming out of the school, and watch it fall out of the sky. <laughs> this is the thing, we can see Chrome Dome's car parked up again, kind of in the foreground. <laughs> Bruce, like, crashes through a tree and lands in the back seat. Like, it's actually quite impressive. Like, even if it, if it wasn't on purpose, it would still be very impressive, <laughs> like, mm. that he's actually landed in the middle, or in the back seat so cleanly and neatly. But, yeah, so he's uh, rightly <laughs> caught in it now because he lands in the back seat. He's got a massive Club X Rules banner, like, trailing from him up to the tree <laughs> above him. Oh, my him. God. <laughs> that, that banner looks like an accident waiting to happen. Like, what sort of banner would get caught? Like, how would they let a novice skydiver jump out of a plane waving a banner exactly something that would absolutely get tangled up in your parachute and yes. probably cause quite imminent death but look he, he pulls it off maybe he's just an experienced skydiver and we just didn't know this about him that is true you know well <laughs> uh chrome dome says this is the last straw all club x are getting detention and bruce says what makes you think i'm in club x it's <laughs> like 10 foot long banner he kind of tries to swat it to kind of like yeah. pull it down. But yeah, it's not happening. And he is caught quite red handed in this case. Yes. And uh, Chrome Dome, uh, without saying a word, just points to the batter. And Bruce is all like, ah, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> that's the end of the episode. Oh, just freeze frame on his resigned little face. <laughs> but once it didn't end with, a, with a Wakefield. Yeah, Which that's true. Does. Didn't didn't have a twin freeze frame. So yeah, nice to mix it up a bit. Yes. Well, that was Club X, listeners. I wasn't quite as dramatic as last week's uh, exciting adventure or uh, the week before, where, of course, we did see Enid hopped up on Benny's. <laughs> but <laughs> do let us know what you thought of it. Uh, did your school have a Club X or a similar daredevil organisation? <laughs> <laughs> because uh, you know we always love hearing from you and uh, last time um, Claire PH asked on Instagram did anybody notice the chalkboard behind Winston in the moon beach at the end which said welcome British club fish and chips and a cup of tea <laughs> I did not notice this I did but I was too distracted by how very cute that Winston and Lyle looked together so I was busy taking a million screenshots of them while they were on screen <laughs> I mean, that is fair enough um, because they do look delightful together. They do. And uh, yes, uh, there's a lot of love for Lila in this episode. Um, 
And uh, Pippian Shirley said, uh, I am delighted to see equal parts of all genders on gay, uh, to, of gays at the beach. Also, Winston is the G-O-A-T. <laughs> I also said, has anyone ever seen anybody on this show wear a seatbelt before this episode? It's always bugged me. I deeply care about auto safety. Oh God, the being spider in the books must really stress you out. <laughs> I, know, I mean, it stresses us out quite a lot. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Tizaloon made the really good point uh, that... Um, Lila saving the day made my life. I was glad she chose a weapon that might cause actual injury rather than a huge, difficult to maneuver globe. <laughs> She's the woman you want in an emergency, not Liz Wakefield. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, nobody wants Liz Wakefield in an emergency or <laughs> at any other time. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> So, uh, yes, we uh, thank you so much, uh, listeners, to uh, for for getting in touch. You know that you Pi Beta Alpha members are, of course, the wind beneath our wings. And we appreciate every single one of you. It's true. Yeah, we we love that you actually, you know, like the show enough, because honestly, it's rare enough that I support shows that I really like, because it's only ones that I'm really, really into that mm. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to support their whatever Patreon or whatever their thing is. So the fact that you do that for us is really amazing. And we really appreciate it. We are genuinely touched and uh, we we love hearing from you. Um, so, of course, you can email us at svhpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we're on Twitter at SVH Podcast. We're on Instagram at SVH Podcast. We're also on Facebook, which I keep forgetting to mention because yes. <laughs> stupid Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> but we are also there. <laughs> we are. And we are always wed- ready and waiting to hear from you. Um, and uh, yeah, we, um, we want to hear what you thought of Club X. Have any of you ever skydived? Is it possible to for a beginner to just skydive <laughs> themselves right into a playing field? <laughs> or the backseat of a car like yeah, I, I was I impressed mean, by that <laughs> I know was, it was meant to be an accident but I still thought that was pretty good going <laughs> it really was so uh yeah fill us in everybody did you is it is it a normal thing for teenagers to like charge people money to play the basketball in a park <laughs> any of you ever hustled basketball <laughs> <laughs> or been hustled by a basketball hustler indeed yes basketball shark if there is such a thing <laughs> uh, yeah do let us know and uh we will see you in the uh, regular feed next week when we're going to have some uh, special guests. <gasps> You'll be the first to know. Can you reveal who our special guests are, Karen? We are going to be chatting to Keen and James from Sissy That Pod. They, they will be reading, I think it's their first Sweet Valley book ever. And it's very exciting for everybody. Yes. yes. They already <laughs> have strong feelings. They've let us know some of their observations on the opening pages. And uh, if, if you don't know Sissy That Pod, Keen and James are very funny and uh, we're really looking forward to hanging out with them and discussing Amy's true love, the first canonically queer character in the Sweet Valley universe. It's very exciting. Yeah. I can't it wait is. to get stuck into it with them because they're going to have so many things to say about yeah. it. <laughs> it's going to be great. And it will be. I'm particularly looking forward to hearing uh, Sweet Valley described through uh, newcomers' eyes because, you know, we're kind of used to a lot of their shite at this stage. But Very true. Yeah. Like, Every so Ian often, and James kind of... are not. No. <laughs> they thought Drag Race was camp. <laughs> no, they ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> so we will see uh you and them next week and we will see our special pi beta alpha gang members gang members gang members <laughs> 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 
We're now Club X. That's our new podcast. <laughs> Forget the sorority. We're bad boys now. <laughs> uh, dead president masks for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I'm just looking at the uh, description of next week's episode. Mm. Oh. oh, could be quite dodgy. Oh, dear. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will find out what happens when Jessica falls for the school's <laughs> poetry teacher. <God> damn it, yes. <laughs> and <laughs> ends up experiencing poetic Injustice. Oh. <laughs> See you then, Pi Beta Alpha members. Thanks for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.